Welcome to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure, Series 1, Episode 6. Starting with this podcast, I thought I'd try and get a the sort of format that I want to go forward with with my podcasts. Up until now, they've been a little bit random and ad hoc, but I think I've got an idea that I'd like to just pick one subject for each podcast, run with that, deal with any uh, messages I happen to get, and perhaps at the end just put a little sort of thought that comes to me on the day I actually go to publish the podcast. So this is the first time I'm using that format. If anyone's got any um, comments about it, either positive or negative, uh, please message me and let me know. In this episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about religions in fantasy role-playing games. And by religions, I don't mean deities or gods. I mean religions. So all that that entraps, the structures that religions use, the hierarchy that they have, um, the various subcults, sources of power, things like that, and really uh, put out a shout for some help as Perhaps people could point me in the right direction of some source material. First thing probably to explain is why I'm after information on religions and what context that is. And it's in context of me creating them for a D&D campaign using the Wilderlands of High Fantasy. Now, I'm not... A, actually set on the particular rule set I'm going to use for this campaign yet but it will be a D&D based one I think of some description so I'm aware that RuneQuest obviously has its uh, ramp for cults um, cults of practice cults of terror that type of thing and that is really what I'm sort of after but for D&D so hopefully there are actually some sources already out there for D&D I'm just unaware of that people will be able to point me in the right direction. I'll mention that I have the obvious uh, deities and demigods from Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 1st E. I also have uh, Unknown Gods, Judges Guild um, book from the 70s. I have the revised one from a few years ago which I printed off myself after purchasing the PDF on drive-thru. And I've also got the excellent old-school role-playing community Petty Gods book. But these books are about gods. and They're not really about the religion that follows the god. I mean, they're, they're very useful and very interesting and they do give a few pointers certainly to alignments and things like that and what, what the god specific main interests are um, but I'm certainly not interested in statting out gods and things like that I, as far as I'm concerned it's very rare that you'll ever meet a god in role playing certainly I'd never have done in a D&D style campaign in fact outside uh, RuneQuest I can't ever recall meeting one at all so I just want to make it clear it's not that side of it that I'm interested in I've got a plenty of information about sort of gods and that type of thing themselves So my baseline for what it is I'm 
trying to get information together for really comes from uh, the city-state of the world emperor from Judges Guild back from 1980, I think it was 81, uh, particularly in the guidebook to map 6 towards the back where it lists the main religions found within the city-state and also gives some information and it, this is what started me out down this path is that it is actually information about the religion not about the god itself um, and the type of things that it lists here which i find quite interesting obviously uh, it gives the religion name and the god uh, and also a reference of where you could find uh, something uh, related to, to the god usually out of the um, D&D supplement 4 but also it lists things like the source of power the teaching alignment and the following alignment the hierarchy of the clergy within the religion, uh, as well as the buildings used by the religion, the rituals that the religion uses, and the frequency that these rituals are performed, any sacrifices which are expected by the religion, um, any peculiarities which are uh, which the religion has, and also the main teachings of the religion so this is all quite useful information um, which I'm quite keen to develop into my own campaign now what I'd also like to take even further and I've started to do a bit of work on this is subcults within a particular religion um, perhaps I'm thinking something along the lines of the monastic um, different orders that existed within the Catholic uh, religion in the early mid uh, to mid Middle Ages, so that within each religion there are certain um, groups which have a slightly different outlook and could cause some political intrigue maybe, uh, and also um, some useful information and things for the player characters to get involved with. So I hope that's a, a good sort of summary of what it is I'm trying to put together regarding religions. To put a bit of meat on the bone then, I'll just quickly run through what I've come up with so far. I'm currently developing the Nachai religion, whose god is Nature, who's a sort of god of the earth uh, effectively and the reference that uh, they give is uh, the god Jeb in the uh, uh, OD&D gods, demigods and heroes on page four. Now for cleric hierarchy it's got archmage, prelate, primate, mage, casimimp, diabol. Now with a lot of judges guild supplements if you're familiar with them you don't get a lot of detail they just give you uh, a sort of rough outline that you then have to fill in which I think is great and that, so that's given me some good ideas there for the cl uh, cleric hierarchy. For the temple structure this particular religion uh, uses caves which are marked by obelisks which is quite nice so that uh, we can put a nice uh, you know, I've got this idea of a sort of black obelisks marking the cave entrances and then their cave complexes which they're using as temples. The source of power it has as the Emal 
hexagonal stone of binding, the ochre, an ancient bone made of purse hematite, the minotaur gong, and what graben, a small crystal sphere carried by the archmage. And again, great descriptions that I love from Judges Guild uh, that give me, you know, uh, and I'm going to, you know, put a lot more meat on the bone for those. Now, the rituals that they've got are, are called the tending, the scarlet sprinkle. Hem atul atri, the Dallas burial. Daily mena rising and monthly imperial abysm. So again, some great ideas there that I can come up with uh, for this particular religion. So, what I'm really after then is perhaps um, some other religions which I can throw in there with that type of information in. Again, I, I, you know, I can come up with all this information eventually, um, probably over the course of a few weeks. But again, if there's something already out there, or even if somebody's, uh, you know, developed anything themselves, as they don't mind um, passing on to me that I could incorporate in my own campaign, that would be great. Hopefully by developing these religions, it'll give a bit more colour to clerics in the campaign who... I must admit, I've always generally found to be sort of healing machines without much more flavour other than that, really. Uh, I mean, OK, occasionally the spell lists have changed slightly to restrict them that they can't use certain spells. Sometimes uh, they're only allowed to use the weapon of their god. All that type of thing's great. But I really just want more flavour for my uh, clerics and... I expect them to be performing the rituals that they're supposed to and helping, you know, the type of people which their religion is actually looking towards and particularly trying to convert people. It is, again, something which I'm quite keen to try and um, encourage in any players in my campaign so that I'll actually be giving rewards for the you know the number of people that they can convert. So it's really just trying to make it a bit more than the bland cleric who uh, I found in most campaigns, and including clerics that I've run myself. I just feel that there's a bit more out there that can be done to make them more exciting as characters to play, and also tie in uh, and really help develop a campaign world by giving it a flavour of the religions so that you know when you go into a town or a village you'll be able to potentially just by looking at the structure know what type of religion it's likely to be so i i, I don't know um let's see and here, as promised at the beginning of this episode, is my musing for the day. One of the things I like to do for a bit of inspiration when I'm writing for my campaign or world, or campaign world is actually go out somewhere out into the countryside where I've got similar type of landscape to what I'm writing about and actually 
get the inspiration by looking over that landscape. What made me think of this is I recently have been camping over in a beautiful part of our country over here in the UK, mid Wales, uh, right out on the west coast. And I was camped up on the side of a valley and looking over to the other side of the valley, I was looking over, it was largely wooded, but there were two different types of woods. There was uh, uh, evergreen woodland and a deciduous woodland. And it was noticeable that where the evergreen woodland met the deciduous woodland, which was a bit more, um, uh, had some open spaces in it, whereas the evergreen one was much tightly packed, uh, there was some cloud or, you know, fog mist coming out of it. And I thought it was odd when I was looking at it. And I, I sort of uh, carried on doing a few jobs around the tent and everything. And then looked a few, a few minutes, five, ten minutes later, and there was still mist coming out of it. And I noticed this went on all day long, right on the boundary of where the evergreen woodland met the deciduous woodland. Now, I don't know what's caused it. I assume it's something to do with uh, perhaps a change in temperature or something like that between the two different types of woodland, perhaps because the evergreen one was much more tightly packed and uh, had no open spaces in it, maybe. I don't know. Some of the scientists out there might be able to tell me why, but it was really noticeable and uh, it gave me a great piece of inspiration. But I don't often get chances to do this, or certainly not as often as I uh, would like. And I can remember, well, going back, way back to my early 20s, I actually had an idea of buying one of those um, Volkswagen camper vans where I could actually go out at a weekend or even just for the day and then sit at a table, you know, with a few of my role-playing books and a proper A4 pad, the pencil and a pen, and sit there looking over some beautiful landscape hoping it inspired me with ideas and writing about it. Uh, but I, I never got around to it. Uh, you know, one of the many things in life that uh, I just let pass me by. And really doing it in a car is never quite the same because, uh, you know, you're up against the steering wheel and it's all cramped and trying to put a book down on the passenger seat's not quite the same. I really needed to sit at a table and um, look out. So... Uh, just what I've mentioned. I wonder if anyone else does that, actually drives out somewhere or goes to a particular place, camps out, and then lets the landscape where they're at provide them with inspiration and make some notes about it. You've been listening to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. If you'd like to contact me, please drop me a message on Anchor email me at shandyandy at gmail.com or possibly find me hanging around at Audio Dungeon Discord channel.